In Orbit with Samuel Hebda is a talk show produced in partnership with Paradigm, featuring innovative founders from our community. We discuss topics ranging from venture capitalism, business design, strategic marketing, and community development, focused on finding each founder's impetus for forging their own future. As leaders, I believe that it is our job to educate the next generation, so my show is inherently educational as we try to impart the wisdom to help you avoid roadblocks and mistakes that we've all made. Thank you for joining us today, and if you're here for the first time, be sure to check out The Vortex at paradigm.cx vortex. Welcome to In Orbit. This is your host, Samuel Hebda, and Dr. Bradley Werrell. And we're here to discuss his journey as a founder. So, Dr. Werrell, why don't you tell us a little bit about what got you started as a doctor and what your passion is? Wow. Okay. Um, shoot, man, I got a very checkered past, okay? Which is to say, um, uh, I've fallen down a lot and dusted off a lot and got back up and keep on going. And um, I started out, uh, I was going to be an Air Force uh, Academy graduate, like my father, who was in the second class of the Air Force Academy. I, I knew I was going to get in, and I did, but I had a bad back, and they, um, they told me I couldn't go unless I got spinal surgery. Maybe I could come, and I'm like, no, I don't trust anybody that good, right? And it was, it was good that I didn't go. And um, I ended up going to a liberal arts college and um, studying geology. Unfortunately, it was a bad time to be in geology because the um, oil prices fell mid-80s. I got out in 85 and um, no jobs. So you go to graduate school was the, the trick then, but I was kind of heavily influenced by my parents to not do that. And so I was floundering for years and, and uh, I, I ended up, I was recycling tires for a while and, and went bankrupt doing that because the state chose to uh, break their own laws in interacting with me and and what are you going to do big boy because you can't afford to go to court right recycling tires we were, we were making um, retaining walls agricultural retaining walls with tires mm -hmm. and um and, and it, it would have worked but and we they were engineered built you know materials but they they chose to interpret their own rules in a way that was inconsistent with logic and reason and that was okay and I ended up going bankrupt. I then went to medical school, but I, in, before that I went to uh, massage therapy school. I was a massage therapist. Oh, really? I was interested in um, the relationship between the muscle tension patterns and the emotionality of the individual. Oh man, you gotta meet Joe. <laughs> he started uh, the move. Oh yeah, him. no, he's on the list and I'm supposed to talk yeah. to him. I'm like, I don't know what, well, I'm gonna talk to him and that'll be great. Oh, we gotta get you and him on a panel with, uh, with Toby. We should have a discussion panel. You guys would get along perfectly. Happy, happy to yeah. do it anytime. It's like the, uh, the the trick is this is, is so then I went to med school because I'm like, how the hell do you make all this mesh together? It's like, I wanted to go to physical therapy school. Okay, so I, I was, um, I went to, um, was studying Chinese martial arts and um, applying to uh, physical therapy school as the best match that I could come up with in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and taking preliminary coursework that I, I still had some background coursework to require to get in the schools. And then I applied and I got rejected soundly. And I'm like, well, that was weird. And then I discovered that the, the school where my dad was a history professor 
where I attended two times. I attended after I got out of high school in the summertime and then 10 years later, they only transmitted some of the transcripts. So I was not qualified to enter by the transcripts they sent. And Same I went school. to the, I went to the, um, the, the, the man who's in charge of the records department who my dad knows. And I know him by face and name. And he's like, sorry. And I'm like, wow. So then I end up, I went to medical school because that's what the martial arts school is cranking out these uh, osteopathic physicians. And I'm like, that'll work. Really? And that's martial right. Martial arts school. That's right. I was studying Chinese um, Kung Fu and um, Xing Yi Kung Fu, and it was good. Wow. And it's like this because it goes to this Tai Chi and um, movement and, and appropriate movement and not inappropriate movement, right? So how do you feel like that played into your foundation as a business owner? And <laughs> Well, so, so I, went to the, I went to school and I went to um, be a doctor. And it's like the doctor thing is totally the opposite of what you think it is, which is I'm interested in the patients. And it's like, yeah, there's third parties that are so many third parties. It's like myriad of influences between me and the patient that are pushing both of us around and costing both of us a lot of money and effort and irritation. It's like, man, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, well, so I, I'm interested in, uh, I'm trying to create a, a what, what uh, you may be aware of is, is uh, I call it res publica, which is this public thing. I'm interested in creating a generative function, a social function that allows us to create fields that positively benefit all those social participants. And, it, and it's like, so rest publica is a greater overarching goal. And the lower overarching goal at the moment is to create a um, cash only telemedicine service for very limited problems. Cause there's something like 27 million uninsured Americans. And, wow. and so I'm like, well, I want I can provide low cost services, basic stuff for like sinusitis or, you know, strep throat or yeah. bronchitis and, and 10, 20 or 30 bucks ought to get you it done. Wow. as opposed to 120 right right, right. i'm like because it's like i want to help a guy who's trying to take care of his family and maybe right. hard on the rocks or on the bad luck side of things right now and it's like this is bullshit. i'm like tired of it i'm really tired i really have a problem i'm inter i'm doing all these all these things are happening between the patient and me so the patient has to go through all these bureaucratic hurdles to even see me and all they want is a simple prescription it's counterintuitive because you're trying to help them but you feel like you're doing more harm no, no, I'm the bait. I'm the bait that, the bait. that makes them that makes them go through the motions the for the insurance companies. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And I'm like, you know what? I find it to be unethical to participate. And so I'm like, so I'm like, well, what do you do? Well, you figure out the alternative. And it's like it's it's interesting because it's so irritating for me to go to work. It's so irritating. It's like every day is like this. Everybody just agitating me all day long. And I'm like, Figured it out yesterday because I do CrossFit, right? And I'm doing the CrossFit and the CrossFit coach, he's 71. He's a tough bird. And he's like, you're not going to catch your breath. So don't even think about catching your breath. Just get used to being uncomfortable and do it and do more. Okay. I'm working this uncomfortable, too much heart rate and can't get your breath. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And right. exhausting. That's when you gain. Okay. And I'm like, right. so I'm sitting, I'm doing my work yesterday, two days, maybe yesterday. And it was like, it's so annoying. And I'm like, that's the state that this will come to. It's never going to get better. It's going to be annoying and just deal and be productive and help the people and move on. Mm -hmm. 
don't let it emotionally bind you up, right? That's where I'm at. So I'm like, that's the, the game is to create that noodle, which is the telemedicine service. That one is going to produce a lot of attention because it's like tinderbox. Yeah. Inexpensive, basic medical care for everybody. And try to, I'm trying to align all the, um, I'm trying to align all the actors so that everybody's interests are aligned positively so that the, the people who are doing the marketing get some benefit out of me working so that I have plenty of work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then once we align all that, that will attract enough attention that we can turn that to higher uses. That's my intentionality. So how are you planning on circumventing all the bureaucracy and the rules that are keeping people from doing that right now? Oh, that's interesting. Cause it's like, that's a good question. The, um, there's no rules that are doing that. You only think there are. The issue is this, it's like, the people feel like they can't imagine a way that is outside of the um, established establishment. And so that since they can't think of it, then they won't think of it and they won't try. And so it's like this, there's no rule that says I can't do it. Now I, I guarantee you this, I will attract some lightning yeah. from the establishment. And I'm like, okay, it was interesting because I was like this, okay, so imagine this, I'm like building a bridge over water. It's wood, it's gonna be a wood bridge. And it goes to the land of milk and honey where I don't have to interact with all these myriad third-party interested interferers. And um, those people are all gonna look at me from on high and this is gonna attract lightning. And a lightning strike on a wooden bridge. What is likely to occur? This is what's going to happen. So I'm like this, yeah. you will know what's gonna happen. So you go, okay, plan for it. Make sure you don't get hit and then make sure you can put the fire out on the bridge. And if you can't put the fire out on the bridge, what about that? I decided I don't give a damn, right? Cause it's like this. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. work for me good enough that I don't care. Cause I, I really, I, I know it's, it's, it's just crazy, right? Yeah. It's like balls out, man. It's like, okay. okay. So as a business owner, you have to be, you have to be able to not only pivot, but be okay with a, a little bit of a fire that you can't put out. It's okay. And I'm like this, my, my goal is to help the people. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the only, I tell the, I told this to John, cause so John's my, he's my publicist, if you will. Right. And it's like, um, it goes yeah. like this. John's job is to generate the knowledge among the population whom we intend to serve that the only protection that I have is their political influence. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like this, you, as long as everybody understands going in, then the outcome should be fine. That's all. And it's okay. It's all okay. Yeah. So how did, um, the martial arts school play into that? Well, those guys are, they're good. It's like, um, it's all about the, the, the martial arts thing is like being able to move properly in regardless of the circumstance. So the, the, that's like, um, fighting is irritating, right? Mm-hmm. So fighting is irritating. So it's like this. So we'll practice fighting because that's the most irritating, right? And so we very interesting because it's like you practice fighting. We were we would fight once a week, okay? Yeah. No contact, no contact. You try not to touch each huh. other. But it's like the issue is this: it's kind of like the other players in the class, other in the school, they provide resistance. What there's no greater resistance than a human being resisting you. Yeah, but that's an intelligent of. Uh, uh, player and it's like 
So it's like this, you're helping each other by providing resistance and not injuring each other. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, it was very helpful and um, uh, meaningful. And it's like this, it's like, oh, I learned how to move different than I did before. And is it the panacea? No, it's not. Okay. And that's okay. And it's just the, there's there's different ways to train and different ways to improve yourself and and that's among them and fighting um is not the ultimate end goal right yeah. that's the last thing you want to do because someone's probably going to get hurt right yeah i've seen a lot of people talk about jujitsu and sort of the the idea of moving energy and deflecting energy and it seems to be tied into being woke nowadays or you know, having clarity of mind and, and seeing things. What do you think about that in terms of meditation and, and martial arts? It's interesting because it's like this. It's like, here's, a, here's the way. We had a guy that was in our class that was, um, I think he was legally blind, okay? Mm -hmm. This man would, he would, he had some defect in his cones and his rods. And he would watch TV with some crazy monocular, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, that's craziness. Because he couldn't see. But right. he was, he went to Baltimore and he was, went to a game in Baltimore with some friends of his and he spotted malefactors ahead of them acting funny on the street and adjusted his behavior because he knew how to behave to make that not be a problem. <laughs> Does that make sense? So it's like this consciousness and awareness yeah. translated into behavior prevents the problem, hmm. right? And it's like this, because it's not fighting is no good, man. The best thing is to not be there and better is to prevent it from occurring in the first place. So you got to be like two steps ahead. Like what intentionality right. do you perceive in the environment that is threatening? And then how do you respond to make it dissipate itself without impacting you adversely? Right? So it would almost be better to say it's flight or fight because <laughs> it seems like the ideal situation is to run away if you can. No, that's not quite right. <laughs> that's not quite right. The ideal situation is to anticipate and deal with it in an fashion. And it's like prevent is like, what is exactly to prevent, right? Mm -hmm. That could mean a lot of things, right? It's like, well, you could go a different road, go a different way, or you could approach in a different way, or you could strike. That's all that is all preventing something yeah. in a way, right? In different... Yeah different levels of, of engagement, right? But from a homeostasis perspective, the ideal situation would be to avoid a fight, right? I don't think so. I mean, you can incapacitate in a, in a bunch of different ways. You can like avoid a physical confrontation if you know how to handle the situation, which is like, I think what Dr. Werrell is kind of getting at. Like you don't have to avoid right. the confrontation by running away, but you don't necessarily have to like physically strike no you don't no you don't and the, the the way i would say it is you're engaged with the consciousness of the person or persons who are potentially difficult right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, the there's a story so my business associate was uh we're in arizona it's an open carry state and doctor was carrying openly and he was in a, a convenience store and, and two guys came in and they were not behaving correctly and they were looking around. And so doctor made very clear that he was carrying it at the moment, packing mm -hmm. a pistol. And the guy looked at him, looked at his friend and shook his head and they both left. 
any questions? That's confrontation and dealing right. with a problem. And it's like, okay, that's, that's, and no conflict, right? Yeah. It's just generating the um, con construct in the head of the person who was considering engagement in an adversarial act to cause them to uh, reconsider. Yeah. That's efficient. That makes sense. Right. The best story I heard was there was a guy, there's a story that comes out of Japan where the, the man, the, the American martial artist is on a train. He's a big burly guy and he's like, he's like a champion, whatever. You know what I mean? And here comes some crazy Japanese guy that's just mad for whatever reason. He sees this American guy and he's just steaming down the train at him. And he's like, this American guy's getting ready to go have, go fisticuffs with him. And what happens is some little old Japanese guy stops the guy on the way. He's like, he says, you want some plum wine? And gets the guy to sit down and drink plum wine with him and the guy's okay. And it's like, well, he was the martial artist there, right? To cause it, it's like it's diverting the energy to a different direction to a positive goal as opposed to something that's going to cause all kind of mayhem. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's good. That's how I kind of feel being a parent is too. Good man. Yeah. It's pretty early on. I mean, I don't have to do much of that, but you know, it still happens. There's still a crisis and you got to take that energy and. That's right. And it's like try to try to appease the, um, the, the savage, man. Sometimes it's I feel like, like I'm a sham wow, like a stress sham wow, just absorbing all the stress, <laughs> and then like diverting it somewhere else to my own, uh, to my own system. I I'm curious, what's your morning routine like? Like, what do you oh, do? What do you do every day when you wake up? Down. Thing to ask a guy. It's like um, I wake up at three twenty. Three. Yeah, man. My game is this. It's like I, uh, I, I, I have. I thought I woke up early. <laughs> them old guys do strange things, and it's like. Um, wake up at 3.20 and the purpose is to um, be on task at 4 o'clock because I have office hours that I keep at the online clinic um, doing telemedicine for a third party um, frequently and so I decided that I'm just not even going to try to wake up at different times because it's too much difficulty I'm lazy I'm like just so you just set us yeah, I agree I agree so I set the pattern 3.20, I wake up. I woke up today 2.20, and I said, I'll go to do something. And I, I, I um, you know, I, I didn't have Wednesdays. I, I did not schedule any um, work hours. Mm -hmm. And I will, I would work, but I'm, I'm talking to people today. And so, so this will be the third conversation I've had today. And it's very exciting, man. I appreciate that. And it's new to me to be able to do this. I sort of rearranged my schedule a little bit. But I, I wanted to make sure I don't change my schedule because I'm like this. I just try to be steady and on track. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I do in the morning. I work till about eight um, doing online or, or whatever else I'm doing. I do my reading and then I, uh, I uh, start the clinical activities during the weekdays from eight till about maybe one. And then I'm done and then I go home and eat lunch and then I may have afternoon hours or not. So like today is no afternoon hour. So I did uh, I did a chat with a gentleman right before we talked and now we're talking. And it's like this, it's like, I can't ask for much better. It's like, you know, it's try to uh, try this, doing this online thing is weird, man. I'm like, okay, we're, we're um, generating potentials and causing interest to occur and then uh, helping, maybe we'll help raise the consciousness of the general population to, uh, where it needs to be so we can make it through the wormhole we got to get through, right? 
all through electrons, right? That's right. It's the crazy part. But like, what do you do? So waking up that early, I mean, that's got to be. What do you do in the mornings to get yourself going when you wake up at three in the morning? I just put my clothes on, brush my teeth and go. What do you eat for breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. You don't eat breakfast. I do um, what what's called. I thought it was the most important meal of the day. That's that's not yeah, quite. That's right, government <laughs> propaganda right there, right? I will. Um, I try to fast for like eighteen hours. So oh, I like okay. two o'clock. I'll eat, and then I'll probably eat again six or seven. My, you know, when my wife gets back from her, she's a teacher, and right. so we'll, we'll we'll do that. And then it's that's my general routine. You exercise and in the morning. Say that again. Do you exercise in the morning? I don't. You know, it's like my exercise routine is pitiful, man. I'm like, uh, I was doing squats when I was doing um, um, the online work. I sort of stopped doing that. I'm doing CrossFit two times a week for about an hour. Oh, nice. And it's like, it's very interesting to me. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to expand that. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. And it's like, yeah, that's that's probably the where I'm weakest. I'm the, the weakest at taking care of me. Right. Like I'm good at taking care of everybody else and everything else. And it's like, that's, um, well, that'll be my personal failing, I suppose. But it's like, um, my, my game plan is to, uh, up that game a little bit and encourage, I'm trying to create social systems to help people to, uh, take care of themselves. Yeah. That's, that's what I think the right answer is. And so it's like, I like the CrossFit a lot though. It's like, cause it, it, um, it causes you to recruit elements of your um, neglected physique mm. that were would otherwise be neglected, mm. and it's like it's re very good at that because it's like uh, you know you're you're going to exhaustion and you're exhausting the overused parts of you, right. and then you're necessarily attempting to recruit the underused parts of you, and that associates them with your identity. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it like, is inside of us that avoids taking our own advice. Huh. We seem to care for other people better than we can care for ourselves sometimes. I mean, I feel like I, I preach it, but I don't actually practice it sometimes. What do you think it is inside of humans that, that causes us to do that? There's a, um, it's like there's a myth, okay? And it's not true. There's a myth that is, uh, if you just push harder, and especially for men, just push harder and a wall will break down with your head, right? And it's like, yeah, man, it's like, yeah, there's there's doors for that, man, trust me. <laughs> you don't want to do that. That's how you get hurt. That's how I got hurt pretty good. Brain damage. Like, you just keep on. There's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's, this, there's this steadfastness that's hard-headed and wrong. That is the problem, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, soften up, maybe soften up and let it let it not be um, incumbent upon you to do everything, and the, look for the door, right? And it's like then then you might be able to figure it out. But it's like if you don't take care of you, man, nobody's taking care of you, mm -hmm. right? And it's like. It's easy to neglect yourself because you're the only one there and you can always think of an excuse why it's better for you to do something that's not good for you, right? Mm -hmm. That's a, that's it's like bad advice coming. It's the, it's the, um, 
the liar that lives inside you that's lying to you to convince you of something that's not going to help you right yeah. yeah yeah so as as a business owner how have you how have you overcome difficulties to start your own venture in this world oh, like i've been had my ass handed to me so many times i'm like um I'm like getting ready to start this one with the telemedicine, right? I'm going to create a telemedicine, private telemedicine thing. And I'm like very nervous about it because it's right. like, it's like, oh, geez, I just can't afford to get stomped to the ground and have to dust off again and pick up and go. I'm old, man. Right, right. And it's like, um, so I'm like this. I'm like, well, the, the game is um, just um, talk to people and try to make sure you're not attempting to do something that's just plumb stupid right yeah it's like i honestly there's a there's a compulsion here because i'm like i don't feel like i will be um manifesting the destiny which i must manifest to uh you know dharma right right and i won't be doing that if i don't go for it and i'm like okay that's obvious uh, awful right. So it's like, okay, it's, it's danger opportunity is tightrope we walk, right? Yeah. I see a lot of people trying to build something out without first validating it or making sure it's what people actually want or what's even possible. And how did you do that for your telemedicine business? Because I know wow. we do that at Paradigm all the time. I mean, we test it through community development and... and finding actually people who are interested in what you have to offer but i don't know how you do that with medicine medicine is universally acceptable it's like cash right mm -hmm. everybody there's people that need it and they want it and it's like this demand item and um they're trained to by the social systems to uh demand it mm -hmm. so it's like you know you know when you need an antibiotic right but and people so are, are inherently wary of the you know online virtual not seeing you in person getting that physical touch that's that's like six months old that conversation that's true yeah i guess like is that different game everything like fascinatingly different this year than last right. year so like mm -hmm. this year um this year the the telemedicine business so I, i've been working for four years um with a third party provider telemedicine and this year the um, demand has been just through the roof hmm all year long and it's, it's way different than it has been in the previous three years wow. and i don't think it'll go back yeah because it's like the people are like it's so much more convenient to see me online and i'll get you what you want and then you're done mm -hmm. and you don't you don't have to drive like think about how much time it takes to drive to my office yeah check in sit in the office wait for me and then go away right. it's gonna take an hour just to nothing happened right it's like yeah, you got better things to do. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'd rather call you up, man. Yeah, so it's the same reason that that you know you're seeing a lot of businesses and industries sticking with virtual, not going back to in person. But like for medicine, there's so much tactile response that you need. There's so much. Um, mm -hmm. How are you going to overcome you over that? You overestimate that the value of the physical well, I scribed for I scribed for two years and I was actually going into medicine myself for a while but I scribed for a doctor for two years and yeah, way over unnecessary unnecessary amount of touch the, the, physical, the physical examination is uh, uh, um, not necessary largely it's funny you say that because I would scribe I would have the note complete before the doctor did any physical examination I could leave the room and he'd physically examine them it didn't even matter there Unless you go. There's something wrong, yeah.
no, that tells you all you need to know. It's like that that part of the um, documentation is just yeah, that's okay. I would literally just select a template and then change anything if there was something abnormal. Right, yeah. right. And you'll like, find people are hesitant to to get their whole entire medical service done virtually without any employment. Well, no, I know it's like this with regard to that is like, um, so doing the telemedicine service that I'm performing online at the moment, okay, versus the one that I'm creating, okay, the one I'm creating is very specific. It's got like maybe eight or 12 things you can come in. For. Mm -hmm. And if you're not having one of those, we're not having it. Yeah. It's not belong to this clinic. Okay, we got yeah. another clinic for that maybe. So that aside, the 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 online performance that I do now is like it's like it's interesting. What what's amazing to me is what people think qualifies as an online visit. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be seen by someone face to face because your eye hurts. That's whoa, we're not playing with your eye here, right? right. So it's like you get it. It's like so so it's like um it's the people are everybody's feeling it out it's like this like yeah. it's braille man we're all just feeling out what's actually occurring and how the rules go and how to make this work yeah. properly it's a brave and, new world yeah and it's like oh well i don't like that terminology man why because it's like you ever read brave new world i have not uh you are you said so now you have to read the book and then you'll I know think. why because it's like it's not good brave new world is not good man it's not good that expression totally wrong then no, it's okay. So that's why I said it, man. I'm like, well, probably doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it is a, um, it is what, what, what we're in this. I'll tell you this, my, my social uh, analysis um, goes like this. What has happened is we're in a bankruptcy situation here. Okay. Which is to say the, everybody has been promised more than they know that they're going to receive. And so everybody knows they're going to take a short and so what happens is everybody withdraws consent from the social institutions and they fall into a bankrupt situation. It's like the fall. So it's like bankruptcy falls into um, liabilities and assets get combined into a C that mm -hmm. falls into the hands of the receiver. Now the receiver in a normal bankruptcy, so you go bankrupt, so they're going to name a receiver for your corporation or something like that, who is responsible for the outgrowth of the C. Okay. In this circumstance, which is a civil, that is normally decided by the judge, okay? In, the, in this circumstance, it's civilizational, which is to say um, global or certainly national and global, international in scope, is politically decided, okay? So the, there's a, the, 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 the things we are witnessing with regard to um, the uh, overblown nature of the COVID-19, the uh, BLM, and the climate change hysteria, are all related to seeking to influence the election of the next president because the next president is going to be helping decide who gets to be the receiver and the billionaires want to be the receiver just like they have been for the last several hundred years and that's what's occurring here okay yeah so it's like this it's like so when i circumvent the medical establishment that's who i'm circumventing the monopoly capitalists and it's like okay I can't think of a better uh, set of nemeses, okay? I respect it. It's a rowdy business to be engaging with those guys because they are, they're playing for keeps, okay? Yeah. It's okay. I got, you know, it's like this, you, you uh, pick your fights carefully, I say. So you go, make sure you're not entering into it for the wrong reasons. 
because it's all about intentionality. If your intentionality is not correct, you will get harmed. That's why they, they in Western civilization, they used to have trial by combat, right? And it's like, okay, because God will let the right one win. The guy who's guilty won't win. I'm like, that's it. Okay. So we, we know we're way away from that, but it's like kind of there, man. It's like, make sure your intentionality is correct when you enter into whatever it is you're entering into so that you're not going to get dinged up. Cause it's like, you know, like I say, the, all the problems that I had was when I thought I was serving myself. Hmm. Okay. And it was like, it's the wrong intentionality clearly. Yeah. Cause I got beat up good, man. And I'm done getting beat up good. I will say that's what I do as community coordinator is I, I vet people for intentionality. That's what I look for because we look for businesses, businesses to partner with that are humanity centered, that want to adapt and adjust to the times to move towards humanity's best future. And a lot of people are just in it for the money or in it for the fame or in it for the power. But you can, you can tell pretty quickly when you get to know people on a personal level what their end game is and yeah we've had a lot of people who are just in it you know to make money and that's not the kind of people we want to work with yeah i'm like this man i'm like okay i got enough money and um and um i don't i'm not interested in fame so much i'm like well i just assume go live in the country somewhere and raise some chickens or something you know what exactly. i mean yeah. like have a have guys come out and and go on a retreat in the snowy mountain with a tent that's a tarp, you know what I mean? A tarp and a sleeping bag and some fire and a steak. And you know what I mean? That's about yeah. where I'm at. I'm like, I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I really don't. Are you an Eagle good. Scout? No, I never did that. Oh, there's did a that, yeah. there's a good book, um, um, The Book of Five Rings. Okay, have you heard of that one? No. The Book of Five Rings by Musashi. I don't remember his last name. Book of Five Rings is worth reading because it's a, it's a samurai story, okay? Yeah. So big famous samurai and he goes off and lives in the woods because he's done with the same famous samurai bullshit. He's done with it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the culmination of it is he's having a fight with a big samurai who was challenging the, the great Musashi, right? And, and, and Musashi's like this. Musashi's not pleased and he's like, he shows up late for the fight and he, and he has, he's going in a rowboat to go to this island to fight this guy on the beach. And he's like, he's carving a wooden stake. He's not, he killed him with a piece of wood that he carved on the way into a stake instead of with a sword. It's just totally ignominious death for the guy who was wanting to be the great samurai who killed Musashi, right? Right. And, and it's like, that's what the reality is, okay? That's reality. You like, so you go in the woods, you bring a tarp and a tent and a knife and a steak and some pepper and some salt and your friends and you all figure out how to make it work so nobody freezes to death while the snow's coming down, right? Yeah. And that's as real as it is. It's like then it strips away all the extraneous nonsense. That's what I'm interested in. Right? Yeah, we've lost that sense of survival. It's become about some sort of accumulation of wealth that's not even, doesn't even have any actual value apart from the world we've built. That's right. So that's all fake. And the yeah. fake stuff is dissipating. Yeah. And it's it's okay. And it's just part of the game. It's like, I, I, there's a, a book that I just read by a guy named David Scrabino, Um, called, uh, there's two of them. He wrote one called The Metaphysics of Technology. And the, uh, the other one's called Panpsychism. And it goes to the first word of the Bible in Hebrew. Okay. 
which is Brashit. Okay? Brashit is translated as Genesis. Mm -hmm. But it can be broken into two words, bara, which is to make, and shit, which is discourse. Mm. Okay? And it's like this. The issue is that the premise of panpsychism is the universe is a conscious entity. And you're interacting with it in a generative fashion to create the reality that you enjoy. Mm. Okay? So it's like this. Prashit is that name of the generative function. What's funny, because the shit is the, is the um, discourse, also means bush. So if you look in the Bible, there's two re references to the shit. That is um, the bush that caught Abraham's ram and the bush that um, is the burning bush that Moses, Moses talked to, which right. is a cell phone talk straight to God. Right. Right. But there's also, there's another form of shit, which is funny because it's like, this is funny because I have some of these words, <laughs> the wood. It's like, the, this shit is uh, the shittim wood, which is the wood that you make the tabernacle parts out of in, Mo, in Moses's book, right? And it's like, and it's like, well, that's, that's where we're at. It's like, it's like, recognize that we're, look, we're in communication. So communion with all of the rest that we You've got the part that you call you or me, and then the part that you call the other, which includes everybody else and everything else, right? right. The universe that's not what I call me. Yeah. And it's like, you're in communication with that. That's all it is. And be in good stead and positively intentioned when you're doing it and you're set, right? You don't get to pollute the ocean because you're not looking at it right now, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And that's, that's, the, that's the consciousness that I'm trying to bring to bear. And the, um, the, the, I, I have ultimate faith in it. So it's easy to be a technological pessimist. We're going to kill ourselves because we don't know how to operate these machines, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like this. You undervalue the consciousness of all, everybody's consciousness is going to suddenly wake up. Okay? That's what's going to happen here. So what do you and think of all, AI and all that? What about it? I cut your I cut your thought off there. Sorry. No, no, you didn't. I'm good. I've just I've heard that you have some some knowledge on the intersection between AI and medicine, and as a pre med student and someone who's also done some AI programming and, and Python development, I'm curious what you think that's going to look like as AI becomes more and more prevalent. AI will never be really intelligent. True. Okay, so it's like. What will happen is it will help, it will create tools that will help us. Right. And it's going to mostly, what's going to happen is, is it's going to, I think that the, the, the internet is going to twist to the good and help people raise their consciousness and awareness to, so that we can create positive socials and, and environmental systems that are generative of health and well-being versus what we have been doing which is impoverishment and, and enrichment, uh, you know, just polarization of the, of the um, system. I think that it will turn to a more um, positive system by consciousness raising itself. And it will occur like a waterfall event because it's like, I think that it's like a um, intuitive function, like um, Mark Twain is said to have said this, it's like going bankrupt slowly at first and then all of a sudden waterfall event right and so i think that's a, like inspiration is how i would describe that it's like we're an epiphany will occur to a lot of people at the same time and we'll like uh we'll be able to figure out the right answer 
So I, I have faith in that outcome. And I work towards that outcome and I work with people like you guys and, and, and um, with that intentionality in mind, okay? Because mm -hmm. I, look, I look at guys like you. So I'm an old guy with too much money and I pay too much money to help me do the things I'm trying to do. And I'm okay with that. But it's like, I talked to John. So John's my, he's my handler, right? And he's like, I said, John, here's a trick. Handler. You think, well, it is like that. I like that. And it's like, I said, John, John, you think you work for me. I'm a guy with too much money and some ideas, right? But it's like this. That's not the way to look at this, okay? The way to look at it is, the, the true purchase, the true person that you're working for is the young people like yourself and you're selling guys like me to them as worthy of following and pursuing those goals and, and supporting because that's the right way to go. Because there's that's plenty perfect. of guys with too that's much perfect. money. Yeah, you're connecting resources, the value, the knowledge, the wisdom, the money that you've saved with people who have the ideas who are going to be the future You've got the muscle and the know-how and it's like, you're doing all the work, man. It's like, you're the future. Yeah. And it's like, you guys have to figure out who's worthy of following and whose footsteps you will follow. Cause it's like, there's a lot of choices here. And it's like, so John's job is to vet them out and you know, like pick them out and show, show you guys some options and you guys pick it out and then follow those ones that make sense, right? Mm -hmm to make it so that you, cause it's you and your kids. That's what counts, man. It's yeah, like I, I see that flow of, of knowledge and resources now as a parent. And I, I feel like there was some sort of awakening when I finally realized what it dawned upon me, you know, the responsibility and the weight of having a kid. Cause that kind of takes a few, a few months to set in. Knocks you back like, a step. <laughs> it does. And you know, you sort of realize the passing on of the torch, the baton to the next generation. But I feel like a lot of people in my generation who haven't even gotten married, who haven't considered having kids, you know, it's the last thing in their mind. They think of it as the end to their life, the end of their freedom. But they don't, they don't see that sort of passing on of knowledge. And so many of them don't even talk to people older than them, more wise than them, who have the knowledge and information to pass on. These people are demoralized. Yeah. And they're in an infantile state. And they wish to remain in an infantile state because someone will take care of me and it's okay. It's okay. So don't stand, don't get in the way of the adults though, okay? Because it's that won't be pretty. Now, you don't want to hear it, man, because it's like, okay, the adults will make sure you understand if it's necessary for them to, right? Because we have responsibilities and we are we aim to meet our responsibilities by any and all means necessary, right? Yeah. And it's okay. And we're not, a, we're not afraid of that task. And it's like, okay, just so you understand what you're getting into. It's like, don't, don't engage lightly when you're trying to uh, be yourself, okay? Because it's like, the, the issue that I see is that uh, a lot of people um, seek to impose their views on other people. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's not a good plan. That's be careful with that one because that one will get you in trouble because that's like the uh, robber guy who's gonna bust my friend who can't see, right? right. Sees well enough. You can't okay? impose your own your own perspective on other people, but a, a true leader gets people to to follow them to want to do what they want to do. That's right. So the, the one mm. of the things that I'm working on with the um, regard regarding the um, telemedicine service that I'm doing, it's like making a game, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so I'm designing it so that it's like, how do I align everybody's interests so that they're 
same as mine. Yeah. I want to make it so I got all these people that have an interest in helping me pursue what I want to pursue. That's what we so do. So that everybody gets a positive spin out of it. It's like it's a win-win-win. That's right. So guys like you that are that are young that might have a little bit to invest and certainly have time and effort to invest can can turn it into uh, I can make some money and generate some positive influence for me and my my family, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the that's the trick. I'm trying to design it like that so that it's like well, it. that. Yeah, then, really. Then we're then we're on the right track, right? I'm trying to turn my phone off so it stops making noises. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. I I mean that's what that's what I've been trying to tell people. And we've had a few different events at Paradigm on sustainable business practices, but this idea that you know the money has to flow or the value has to flow one way is so old school. Where now it's like. I'm, I'm realizing more and more that everybody can succeed if we build it from the beginning in a way that's sustainable, in the way that the values is cyclical, it flows. That's right. So to generate stakeholders mm -hmm. who really have a benefit from making that thing function at every level, right? Yeah. So like what the, the way I see is um, Logos's job is a, is a marketing company essentially to me, okay? And it's like, so I'm designing a marketing strategy that is designed to create opportunities for young people like yourself to uh, invest in by, you know, whatever you got to um, make some money helping me help you, right? So we're helping each other. So it's a mutually supportive framework that goes on. That's the game plan. It's like this, this premise that I own everything and I get to dole out. I just send a pittance down the stream as enough to keep you on in the hovel that you um, inhabit and you know yeah. scrooge right yeah that's not interesting to me and i'm like okay that's that's the wrong way to do it i think we line everybody's interests up and then we have everybody pushing in the same direction we'll make great progress i love it so what kind of change what kind of trouble are you hoping to get up to in the next couple of years oh my all right so it's like if we can get this um in the year if we can get in the year um my fellow medicine service going mm -hmm. that should generate um positive energy and financial flow and eyes like uh, uh optics right to to work with the rest publica organization to create this um public thing which is designed to create social structures that are designed to help the people protect themselves from malicious influence okay wow <laughs> all right break that down for us well, it's like this it's like you're gonna raise kids right you're raising kids yeah. and it's like it's like this Physical education is important and it's neglected. So it's like, let's make a physical education system yeah. that, that we can educate our kids and our fellows and our neighbors and our friends and everybody's physically well off so that they're not, they are better than they were before. Let's make a system that um, they know what to eat and what not to eat and, and what's detrimental to their health, right? I don't know how we failed on that so much. I do. <laughs> it's not good. It's a very sad story. That one is, uh, it's intentional grounding, sir. Yeah. So it's corruption. So somebody benefited by the fact that um, obesity took over. And it's medical establishment was part of it. Okay. Yeah. And so there's miseducation, intentional miseducation, as far as I can tell, mm -hmm. which I, you know, shoot, man. But um, I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? So I, I, I'm not unapologetic. It's hard not to be right now. I mean, for real. 
That's right. My eyes open means I see stuff. Yeah. So that's the so the issue is this generating. I'm, I'm one of the the way I look at it is like the church's job was to, um, among other things, protect the innocent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the church has failed dramatically, and it's like that was a, not an accident. That was an intended function by the elite. Okay. Mm. They grounded the churches out and destroyed their capacity to generate a protective field of influence that is the protecting the innocent. But it's like there's no protection of the innocent now. So the innocent are preyed upon by malicious influences. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the model is this. To, we have to generate a positive field that is negative towards the negative influences to repel them. Right? Right. So that's the purpose. We have to develop that on a local scale that is reproducible and, 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 and sustainable to protect the innocent, which is our kids, right? Right. That's all. That's all. I'm like, that's a goal, man. I'm like, okay, that's my goal. And I was like, how do we do that? Uh, I'm still figuring that out, man. Right. Right. No, but I need, I got all the help I want. It's like all the people that there's a lot of people that agree with that premise. And then I just got to recruit them and figure out how to align their interests so that we get it done. Okay. It's no big deal, man. It'll get done fast. It'll, it'll happen faster than, than we think I figure. So what do you think the tipping point is going to be for people? You can't tell. Okay. Yeah. You, well, like, so I, I've worked mm -hmm. with the patients. I, I, I like to, I have this um, prescription that I give people that they don't like. Some of them don't I give a prescription for people who have anxiety, right? Not like this. The, the issue is your mind is kicking your ass. Okay. And so it's like this, um, that one is, uh, the prescription is to say the Lord's Prayer whenever your mind is acting up, to cause your mind to come under conscious control, willful control, so that your mind is acting under your will and your will is not acting upon your mind. Wait, your will is controlling your mind and your mind is not directing your will. So the, 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 the classic example will be like this. You, I can't go to sleep. I just keep on thinking there and I keep on thinking and I can't stop thinking. That's the will being controlled by the mind. Right. And so you think you're thinking, but you're not really thinking. So it's like being possessed by your thoughts. So it's like the answer is to uh, say the Lord's Prayer whenever that happens so that you get willful control of your mind. So you're running through this. That. Which, yeah. The, the premise is like, uh, awesome. you ever uh, see them train a horse in a round pen? Yeah. yeah. That's all mm -hmm. it is. This is the round pen for the mind. Okay. So the most important thing is to establish the intention to control the will or control the mind with your will before you let it in mm -hmm. and then do it. And that's just a nail that holds the edge of the roughly thing down. Right. Yeah. And so you do that every time. And I tell people this commonly, it's like this, it's like um, the fact that we're having this conversation means you just need more practice because there's nothing wrong with you. You just need more practice and it'll take 90 days at least. But I told this to two people in, in one week and it was stunning. And in, in 12 years, it's only had this happen twice, which is, I can't do that. I'm like, whoa, what, what? So the one lady, she's like, I can't do it. My brother died a terrible death and I'm mad at God. And I'm like, that is not gonna get you anywhere, okay? And it's like, but I told her, she goes, it's not fair. I said, life's not fair, right? And then she disappeared. She said she would say the Lord's Prayer after I talked her into it, but she, I heard from her friends that she never did it. Okay. 
And she had disappeared from me for a year and she comes back. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing back here? I said, I, I, your friends told me you lied to me. Right. And she says, you helped me so much. I'm like, really? Your friends told me you lied to me. You didn't do what I said to do. And she goes, no, but you helped me so much. I go, what did I say to help you so much? She said, you said life's not fair. I'm like, really? No one had told her that. I said, that's interesting. I'm like, fascinating. Cause she said, she's like, look, whenever I ran across a problem, I said, life's not fair and plowed on off. <laughs> I'm like, so you can't tell what's going to kick someone over the inertial okay. hurdle. Right. Yeah. Right. It's fascinating. And I'm like, so you just, you just have positive intentions and you, you, you trust in the well being and have go forward like that. And, and you don't know what's going to stick, man. You're throwing up spaghetti on the wall, right? Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. So Definitely. moving forward with your, um, with your venture, what's the plan? Okay, so the immediate plan is I'm, I'm, I'm seeking to develop this um, telemedicine service online national. Okay, so I, I need um, I need to get some programmers to um, provide some um, the, the way I figure it is there's there's two ways that it's going to go that I need a, I need some um, estimates on how much it's going to cost to program it up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have done some basic design work. And I'm like, well, I figure it's going to cost a fair chunk of change. So it's like, there may be some finance elements that need to be put in place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause it's like, uh, I'm not a bottomless pit of money. Right. Okay. But I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I can, I can probably muster enough to get it running, but it's like, uh, uh, I'd really rather not put myself away the hell out on the line. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, so I need to get, I need to get some programmers and maybe some people who are interested in finance to help me. Yeah. Um, I have the IT stuff. I think I can get that squared away because my um, associate is, is quite expert on that subject and I'm going to get him involved. And um, the bottom line is, uh, you know, I would like to see that us getting up and running in the next six months. Yeah. Well, I see, I see your idea taking root in people's minds as soon as they hear about it and realize the value behind what you're trying to do you're essentially putting the power back in the hands of the people to control their own destiny, their own future. And I know people will get behind that. I mean, I, I run online communities, so I have like at least half a dozen communities that I manage and people are looking for something to hold on to. They're looking for some sort of change from the system. And I know they're gonna get behind something like this. Uh, we should get you on a panel with Toby and Gabe and um and joe uh, you can be my handler too man. It's okay. yeah you're all right and this goes like this it's like i, I see it as a tinderbox mm -hmm. because i what i'm trying to do the way it i see tinderbox for sure it's like this i want to get young people like yourselves who don't need much medical care to be interested in in and give them opportunities that. to make money <laughs> helping people who like older people who do need medical care get their medical care and get right. give them a financial incentive to get involved and help and it's like because right. you guys need you guys need opportunities man there's this system that we're in right now is just a dearth of opportunities so god awful yeah. i do yeah. feel mm -hmm. for you because it's like it's hell being young and i think it's way more worse than it used to be 
Yeah, I was extremely blessed to have met Sonny when I did, and I was trying to do my own thing freelancing because I didn't want to work for a corporation, didn't want to do a job as a chemical engineer. That's my background is biochemistry and chemical engineering. So I found Sonny and he was doing his own thing, just sort of blazing his path into the future. And I was like, all right, I can get behind that, you know? And that's what landed me in this position now where I just connect people with the right, the right resources, the right people. And I love it. I mean, I, I love seeing the success that comes from cooperation and not fighting each other for that piece of cheese. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't want to push the treadmill, man. Just come on your team. So like, um, I'm going to talk to Sonny, Sonny Sue, right? Yeah. Sonny Sue, you should. Yeah. So I'm totally supposed to talk control. to him. Yeah. I'm supposed to talk to him. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm trying to get organized. I'm like, I suck at managing all these, all these connections. Yeah. It's like, that's it's what I do. <laughs> I'm a little confused. I'm like, okay. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make the meeting happen for sure. I think we're running, we're about out of time, but we're going to set up a panel then. Cause I think this there is going to be a I'm in. I'm in. I mean, you just, you talk to John, he'll make sure yeah. I can do it. And it's awesome. like, uh, I'll, I'll be happy to participate and look forward to it. Okay? This is great. I'm, I'm so excited yeah. that we got to meet and talk. Um, I honestly feel like we could talk for hours because, you know, my background's in medicine and I have so many questions from mm -hmm. Neuronet to like, you know, family medicine and, and my dad's own practice. I, I'm excited about this panel for sure. If you guys Plus are watching, so passionate. definitely tune in for that. Um, We'll be posting about it as well. So yeah, Very thanks for coming into the studio and uh, talking with us and sharing your story and your passion and your vision for the future. I'm sure that our listeners and our viewers will be inspired and have lots to say on this. Leave a comment if you guys have a question. And with that, we will wrap it up. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you, Stephen. It's Thank nice you, to meet you. Bradley. Nice to talk to you, Dr. Ware. All right, All right take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Have a good